And welcome back, my friends. This is Michael Bryan, and welcome to Art Nerds. This is the place where we talk to our nerdy friends about their artwork. And today I have with me another multi-passionate artist, uh, uh, Miss Ryan Fleming. How are you? And welcome to the podcast. I'm good, and thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, like I said, you're multi-passionate. You do a little bit of everything. I try. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the reason for the chaos and the craziness of, you know, an artist, but... Well, I think some of us are driven to that. Anyway, let me start off. What is your art? Um, I do a little bit of everything. I think I had mentioned to you before that I do a little bit of sketching and painting. That's kind of where I started off. Okay. And then I branched out and did acting around the time that my grandfather passed away. And that kind of like opened up a whole new avenue. Um, that I did, you know, like dance, uh, stage combat, eventually D&D started to be a thing, and voice acting. Wow. So, so so are you more attracted to the performing arts? I like to do a little bit of both, if I can. Um, I really do love doing the physical art work with, like, sketches and painting, but it's not as easy to get that in, like, a community setting as much, I sure. feel like. So I think it's just more of, like accessibility is kind of why I do the performing art a little bit more. Really? You find it easier, more accessible to join in the, the performing arts than, say, the fine arts or the yeah, I, solitary thing? I think communication is kind of one of my strong suits. So I think usually I'm able to talk to people and kind of find a way through that. And a lot of the people that I just end up attracting are people who are into performing stuff. So, it just works out that way. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, like you said, we were talking a little bit earlier before the podcast started. Um, how did you get started? I mean, what was... Is it just in you? Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's going to sound really strange for that to be the case, but it just was like... My mom constantly talks about whenever I was, like, a kid, I would stay away from, like, math and things like that and, like, throw a fit when she wanted to teach me. But the minute my dad, like, sat down and was like, let's do some, like, artwork or, like, photography or, like, experiments, I was just all for it. So. So you just, that's where your brain's at. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't blame you for running from math. I hate it, too. <laughs> it's a bad thing. It's a bad, bad thing. <laughs> So you started out as a sketch artist and just drawing and that kind of thing? Yeah. How did you... So how did it evolve from there? My art teachers. A lot okay. of them fostered that. I had some really good teachers. Like, I think small town art teachers really try to make sure that kids who have talent get somewhere. And I was lucky enough to have two that really pushed. Um, they pushed for, like, outside lessons, all kinds of things. Wow. Uh, where was this, if you don't mind me asking? Leroy High School. Okay. Yeah, so it's yeah. not too far from the area. No, I, I know where Leroy's at. Yeah, we said. What did they push you toward? Just more? Just, you know, experimentation, really. Okay. Of the artwork that they saw. Like, I did sketches a lot. And, like, you know, the, like, the old paint that was the watercolors that you, like, added water the to The little it. plastic like, trays. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the really interesting ones that, like, you just get given whenever you start school. But they were, like... <laughs> Here's these fancier, creamier types, because that's how I'm going to describe them. Um, okay. Yeah. The higher-end ones? Right. Yeah. And also, like, they pushed me to, like, fairs and, like, shows and, like, doing, like, 4-H and stuff like that, too. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So, you were getting your stuff out there young. Very, yeah. Yeah. It's not something that I talk about a lot, but, yes. 
<laughs> Do, dare I ask why? Or I just I don't know. I you can cut me off if you want. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I just don't let me do anything. I like to be a humble person, and so like a lot of the things that I've done in my past, I'm just like it's there. You know, like it's I strive for the better in the future and okay. stuff like that, and I just don't. I don't know. It's kind of a hard thing to explain. Yeah, no, I think I get it. Let me try. Um, my daughter and I, uh, she struggles with getting started and doing things. So we have this analogy of um, you can't build a giant Lego castle in one day. Yep. Everything, every step is one more little brick, one more little brick, one more little brick. Mm-hmm. So now that you've built a bigger portion of your castle, it's tough to go back and look at each little brick. Right. You're starting to back up and look at the bigger picture. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. No, okay. That's exactly, like, okay. that's pretty accurate to how I feel with it. Um, and it's just also, like, I don't know, feels weird to also talk about yourself a lot, so I don't really do that often. <laughs> well, I think that's very odd, since you are a performing artist. It's a character that I'm playing, you know? Yeah. It's not so much the same. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. Anyway, <laughs> we can argue about this. <laughs> Now it becomes a debate. (laughs) Well, that's kind of what I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that's funny that being a performing artist Mm -hmm. and a voice actor and a D&D character artist and that you don't like to talk about yourself. Or you you don't like to talk about yourself or you don't like... I'll let you. (laughs) I don't know what I'm getting at. It's okay. You're good. It's hard sometimes to conceptualize things. Um, I think the way I think about it is like you're taking on a persona. And yeah, of course, it's going to have sprinkles of things that have you in it. Sure. But it's not you. If you create a good product, it's this whole other entity and whole other persona. Okay. So it's easier to hide behind the characters and stuff like that. Okay. And hide's probably not the right word. I still like it. I do it. I'll admit it. <laughs> I'm a flawed human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, um, yeah, again, it's it's easier for me. And I, I only press you because I'm interested because I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. As an old puppeteer, it was so much easier to talk to people through a puppet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's not you. Nobody's right. looking at my face. Right. <laughs> looking at my face. You know, look at my hand and what have you. Yeah. But yeah, that's very interesting for some. And yeah, you got me thinking. Sorry. <laughs> no, take your time. I. That's kind of the whole purpose, I think, of art is like that you try to make people think. I lo- Yeah, I love that. I love that. Is that what you try to do? Yeah. Um, it's a combination of that and then also like giving people, like for the acting stuff, I like to give people permission to feel things that they normally wouldn't. Because mm-hmm. like, as you know, in the society that we live in, it's very hard to have like your heart on your sleeve and a lot of the time you get take, taken advantage of for that. Agreed. Agreed. Um, now, do you find acting and performing um, more for your audience or more for yourself? I, I think both. Um, both would be good. Uh, I, I don't like to do a lot of things for myself. So if I have a higher reason for doing things, I feel more called to it. Okay. So I think it is under layering, like an ogre or an onion, (laughs) (laughs) Um, a little bit self-serving, but it's just more, yeah, it's more to help other people, I think. Okay. Um, cause I know 
I've talked to other actors and other performers on the podcast, and a lot of it is for themselves to explore. Mm. Whether it be different situations, different personalities, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is that in, is that why you're in it, or does any of that apply? I think it does in a way because, like, it gives me permission to feel emotions that maybe I don't again allow myself even to do. Um, cause I know I'm guilty of that as well. Like that, Some- I'm sure, you know, like with the recording right now, my voice is a lot more soft-spoken, so I'm a soft-spoken person. Right. Yeah. So like showing a little bit more anger, maybe at different times or excitement is kind of a nice thing. Cause then it's exploring that side of me in a safe zone. Okay. I, I, safe is the word I was going to ask <laughs> if it feels easier yes. to do that. On stage. <laughs> Very much so. Because, like, you have all this makeup and you have these costumes and you're projecting something. Interesting. Do you believe in that uh, there's a psych- psychological kind of um, trope, I guess, mm-hmm. is, is, of wearing the mask? Yes. Do you, is that yes. how you see it? <laughs> Very much so. Um, I catch myself sometimes it melds together but there is definitely that mask of like once I put the costume on Mm -hmm. it's not me anymore right so I think that's more of the mask right okay now I have to ask you this um I too understand being an actor and is it easier to create a character from the inside out or is it easier for you to see the costume and the makeup any accessories to find the character? Mm. That's tough. That's a really good question. I like it. <laughs> um, yes! I good. like thinking. Um, hmm. I think I'll twist it at you a little bit and say that it's more interesting to have it be the decoration that you work around and then create the character based off of that. But I think... To make a really good character, I think you have to look from the inside out. Like how you said, the um, more of the emotional layers to it and then create right. the character based off of that. I think that that creates more of an interesting character versus... I think you can make it with the other one that you mentioned, but I feel like there's just more of a superficial thing to it for some people. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, do you like one or the other better? I prefer the emotional side. That's also why I came here instead of like lived in Chicago I moved back because oh, of that because of the theater theater mm-hmm. that's well, one of the reasons you move why'd you move away from Chicago because isn't there a ton of theater there or is it there is what's your, what's your reasoning there is but um something that I've noticed because I went to a production um a play that goes wrong over in Danville and saw a bunch of my f- oh yeah yeah friends in that there's just a genuine heart if you will, to a theater that is based off of a community and people aren't getting paid for it, that there's oh. more passion. I feel like in Chicago, a lot of it's about the costumes and the lighting and the flash, and it's not so much about the acting anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm very heartwarmed to hear you say that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it, well, it does. Good. Because I, I, I agree with you in the sense that it's so much easier to work with people you like who are also invested in the project and because yeah i've worked with companies that were just in it for the money we got to do it we got to make the bills 
And it's a professional, and it's not for you, huh? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I think it plays into the whole thing of what I said before, is I want to do something that means something to people. And while you can get that from glitz and glam, I think there's more of like a, as you said, heartwarming that happens okay. whenever it's from something bare bones and more about the passion. Do you see yourself more as a creator of art? Because in the sense that um, there's a lot of theater companies who just pick a script, do it, and they have fun. But then there are other people who are trying the new things. They're mm-hmm. writing the scripts. They're maybe even taking the old scripts and really twisting it up. I mean, you're not yeah. yet. <laughs> Given the right opportunity, that's my dream is to like do that and facilitate that. Um, but it's not always easy to get the money to back that up. So that's no. kind of half the problem too. It's like you have to have the money. But the money usually goes to uh, it's a necessary evil, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> money is power, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of i <laughs> I tell my friends I, I, I'm a theater director as well, so mm-hmm. I, I tell my friends I can do any show in any space. Just give me <laughs> yes, <laughs> just give me said space. Just 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 give me the chance. I'll make it happen for you. That's <laughs> yes. like that's the dream. It's just to have an empty space to, like, do what you want with it and create something completely new. Like, black box theaters are one of the most oh. beautiful things in the world to me. It's like church, isn't it? Uh, you, yes. <laughs> and it's funny that theater people find a dark space to be their church, but hey. <laughs> That's who we are. Yep. Dark spaces, yes. Dark spaces. <laughs> we have complete control of the environment <laughs> from moment to moment. It's because yeah, it's I, our only time we have control. <laughs> <laughs> Is, okay, that's an interesting comment. Do you think that's why some of us are into it? Mm-hmm. For a little bit of control over our I do. I do. Lives. I think <laughs> I think that that like we see the reality of the world that we see and we don't like it. So we'd rather give it a different color. And so that's why we have this little tiny area in which we can have that. And we hope that maybe it'll spread. I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I keep, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> keep... That's fine. You did it to me earlier. We're just bouncing back and forth. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So you're an actor, mm-hmm. uh, voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, you said dancer. Ariel Silks. Ariel Silks. Yes. Okay. Tell me about that. How did you get started in that? <sighs> Pink. The uh, singer, I don't know if you are familiar. Yeah. Oh, um, keep going. Yes. She's one of the biggest influences in my entire life. And I watched her and I just was like, you know, I want to try it. Something graceful and beautiful, but powerful at the same time. Like, right, how often do we have that? Yeah. Because what, uh, what did she do? She did this. Uh, it was a concert where she, mm-hmm. or a show, or mm-hmm. some Broadway show where she she was hanging on a, hanging on a hoop. Yep. Yep, she does a lot of different aerial stuff. I've seen her concerts twice now, and it's just, she sits there and she'll do it in high heels, and I'm like, how? <laughs> how are you? How? <laughs> yeah, um, my girls, my daughters love her too, and she's a great role model. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, no nonsense. No. No nonsense. And Yeah. Uh, so she inspired you to get on the um, 
the hoops and the silks and bandwagon, the cult, cult, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I think it's, it's a little bit of a cult, but it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, just, you know, it's just the exercise, exercise yeah. program du jour. True. <laughs> Maybe. True. But, but yeah, they had a, um, over in Chicago, they had a place called Air Fitness. And so it's a little bit of like yoga meets the aerialist stuff. Okay. And so I went in then one day and like tried it. Decently expensive, but like I fell in love with it and I did yeah. it for a year until the pandemic happened. And then sadly, that was one of the first things to get shut down. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you still practice here in town? In I sh- just started back up today. Yay! So you over with the. Defy Gravity. Defy Gravity mm-hmm. with, yeah, where Terry is, yeah. Yep, Terry's love of her life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've, I've interviewed several people who are uh, associated with. Defy gravity, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they love everybody. Loves it. It's a great community. They accept everybody. That's great. Yeah. Other than Pink, do you have any muses? Oh Lord, do you have the time? Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. We could go by category. I'll just throw out the ones that are popping into my head. Yeah, I haven't had it. enough coffee yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tim Burton is definitely a high one on the list. Keep going. I'm just going to write some um, down because I'm going to have questions, I'm sure. I Van Gogh, but it's Van Gogh. I just don't want to be pretentious. Um, oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Frida Kahlo, um, Kurt Cobain. Yep, very drastic changes. What but, a great eclectic mix so far. Yes. Keep going. Um, Lauren Graham, she's from the Gilmore Girls. So I don't yeah, know yeah, if you've yeah. watched The actor, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Sandra Bullock. Okay. Emma Stone. Okay. Emma Stone yeah. is more of a current one that I would say. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think more. Well, what, well, what are in, uh, several actresses there? What yeah. are in these actors that are are sparking you? Well, they. I love an actor or an actress that can take a very serious concept and play it so well. That you feel every single emotion, and in a split second, they can make you laugh. And okay. I just, I don't know. I think that that's the true epitome of having, you know, how people like say vocal range. I think mm-hmm. acting range is a thing. Oh, sure. And I think that that's just. Whiplash is such an interesting thing in acting. And that's kind of what I call that. It might not be the right term, but that's what I call With it. Turning on a dime yeah. in terms of emotional content. Right. Yeah. Uh, what, what, uh, laughing through tears. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that kind of situation. Yes. That's why Carol Burnett and Lucille Ball are two other uh, ones. Those popped into my just now. And I'm like, how did I forget those? Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll count those as two of my heroes as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tim Burton. Just. Eccentricy. <laughs> Do you like. I love the whimsy and the darkness that he has with both of it because I, again, I think I like juxtaposition. Is that whenever there's two different things that don't normally combine. I was just going to ask. It sounds like you like the contradiction mm-hmm. in the same moment. I feel like that's what true art is, is it not? A little bit of a contradiction. If done well. Yeah. I, it's hard to do. Yes. Um, I think that's life, too. Mm-hmm. Those great moments are... Those two different things happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
it's like what they say whenever somebody dies, somebody's born kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a celebration within them grieving. Yeah. Well, why does it have to be a sad thing when you can celebrate the life that they had? That's so very Irish of you. <laughs> the name Ryan kind of gave it away. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> as I sit here twiddling my cladol ring as I talk to you. So, I mean, it's, it's all, yep, yep, matching. Yep, my, we my wedding band. <laughs> it's, it's worn thin. Perfect. <laughs> um, so, aerial stuff, mm-hmm. uh, how long have you been at it? About, I think... Do I count the break with the pandemic or no? Sure. Okay. Because I still studied it with my brain, just not so much the body. Oh, well, then yes. Absolutely um, count it. I think two years okay. at this point. So. Okay. So, aerialist, actor, voice actor. What else did you tell me at the beginning? Stage combat. Stage combat. Yeah. Keep going. And- <laughs> That's something um, I've dabbled in, but I've never gotten good at anything. It's so much fun. But it's another... I, if I, as I'm talking to you, I'm realizing more about myself. And I'm like, I'm just a giant contradiction. Because like, that's also like power, wild grace. And it's just like, okay. Check mark number three. Uh, <laughs> um, but I also did improv at one point in time. Did some Second City stuff. Did you really? Yeah, a couple of shows. Jam Sandwich, where they take like in the students that are in Second City, and they work with the school that I went to, and they combine the two, and you just show up fresh and like just wow. hope for the best. <laughs> Jump, go, be good. Literally. Oh. Literally. Is that exciting, or oh, is that yeah. terrifying? Um, The first time, it's... it's <laughs> I can see it being both. <laughs> it depends on your audience, and it depends on who you're working with. I think it's like anything... Okay. Anything can be beautiful or a catastrophe based on who you're with. Um, Schrodinger's play. Yes. <laughs> it could be both at the same time. That's so we just accurate. don't know yet. That's so accurate. That is improv, literally. Because um, like the first show that I did, I was with my parents. Like my parents showed up, and like all of my friends from school came. And I was just kind of living off of the actor's high of like I have an audience, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Needless to say, at the end of the night, I ended up getting a French accent and my father's bald. And I was doing like a barbershop skit. And I was like, I need a better person to do this thing with. I'm not going to do the French accent today. I can't. But um, I like see my dad in the audience and I'm like, they never said we could jump off of the stage and go heckle the audience. So I jumped into the audience and was like, what am I going to do with this, though? There's nothing here. This woman, who's my mother, has all this wonderful hair. Maybe if I transfer it here to here. And the whole audience was cackling because they didn't know it was my parents. Oh, even better. (laughs) And that was like the best night. But I then went a second time. And unfortunately, there was a gentleman who thought it was only his show. And it just was not great. Not great at all. Um, And literally, I fell on my face. (laughs) <laughs> I was doing like push-ups and I was like had a cold and like my equilibrium was off and I was just like I'm gonna try to make somebody laugh and like the minute I did it I like slipped on the wrong thing and hit my face right on the stage Ka-chump. oh no so oh. totally different things yeah. humbling that's for sure yeah but a great story <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my philosophy it doesn't matter what you go through as long as you get a good story exactly. out of it <laughs> I feel like Robin Williams said that at some point. Maybe. yeah, Maybe that's where I got it. I don't remember. Another but, classic. <laughs> another another um, hero. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
I think it's interesting that you're you're making these discoveries about yourself now. <laughs> Sometimes it takes moments like these yeah. when you're actually having the chance to reflect on them. Because, like, I think, you know, as an artist, you're either running your legs off or mm-hmm. you're, like, sitting there bored twiddling your thumbs and you're looking for something. And right. when you're looking for something, you're not really reflecting. You're kind of just looking to that next project, or at least in my case. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, do you find, uh, then that begs the question, when you are working, mm-hmm. um, is that when, because, it's, again, it feels like a contradiction. When you're working, you're focused on the work, working right. on doing it, but is that when you find that you have more self-reflective time, or is... I feel like it... <clears throat> It's, again, a situational thing. Okay. I think um, I had a revelation one of the days whenever I was coming home from a rehearsal recently about, like, how far I've come, but it wasn't necessarily in the rehearsal process. Um, but, like, whenever I'm sitting there doing, like, I make D&D dice or something like that, because I do that, too, um, I'll have time to, like, sit there, and I'm, like, mixing the resin, and I'm just like, okay, this is going to take me 30 minutes, and then I'm like... Oh, right, I did this thing today, and that's a pretty big step on my list. (laughs) Huh. (laughs) So I think, yeah, I think if you have the chance to do something and you're doing it right and you're doing the right thing, you have that time of reflection while you're doing it. Interesting, yeah. Um, I'm just not always conscious of it. Yeah, that makes sense. The way you're talking about working at the workbench and just making your stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which is another thing we need to talk about, because you're apparently a maker as well. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Because um, there's this, while working at the table, at the workbench, there's these moments of just sheer zen. Yeah. And I, and you just, and you mentioned that sometimes you don't have the time, but those moments of zen, mm-hmm. when it's just working, yep. it's just... I don't realize what I'm doing. No. My brain is gone. Is is gone or free or floating yeah. around? I don't know what the. I think of it as a religious experience, if you will, because like I don't know, to not be you're not in this world right now. Like whenever you go through that and you have that, you're literally somewhere else. What a fascinating idea that for you, your religion, your faith, your dare I say God, falls squarely in the resin and the scotch tape and the scissors. <laughs> oh, God. oh, not the resin. It melts all the time. That means my God's mad at me. <laughs> yeah, but that's where you're engaged, apparently. True. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. My mom, I keep talking about her, but my mom's probably the person who notices my creativity the most because she's seen it from, you know, two to... Lady doesn't say her age. Um, now. From two to now. To the now. And she would just say you know like ryan's gone she's not here she's not with us right now because she would just be watching me and i'd just be gone (laughs) so and i i've seen it because like i've been talking to someone and i like zone out while i'm doing something and then i'm like did you say something and they're like yeah i was just saying that you could do this part to it but you already did the thing so never mind (laughs) (laughs) okay um just sheer trivia uh what's the longest amount of time you have lost while (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> working on a project. <laughs> uh, six hours. 
Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I needed it. Um, my, how do I explain it? There's almost like, you as an artist, I think you will understand. And if whoever's listening, maybe it's psychosis. I don't know. Maybe somebody will get it. But oh no, you're sometimes good you have like anxiety because you haven't created. And then you sit down and you do it and then you just deplete it. And it's like the best feeling in the world when you're done. That's what it was. It's like that was needed and built up over so long of a time that it was just like, now you're just going to totally like shut down and you're just going to do your art and nothing else exists. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds a little crazy. It's not crazy because when you describe it, I know I've been there myself. Mm -hmm. Especially those moments when I don't have a project. Mm -hmm. I hate that because mm -hmm. I'm searching, desperately searching, and I can't just make myself do anything. Yep. But boy, when the inspiration hits. Good luck. <laughs> Look out, world. Yeah. Here we come. <laughs> Yeah, the sawdust is flying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I can feel it in my bones right now that that's kind of something that's happening. So earlier today, I may or may not have dropped, like, $100 worth in supplies on charcoal stuff. Because I've been wanting to do that, and I haven't tried it yet. So, it Go, happened. man, go. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely Next go for it. Next time you see me, I'm just going to have smudges all over my face, and you'll be like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, my my lovely wife bought me a hobbyist laser cutter for my birthday. Ooh. Yeah, so my entire world smells like burnt wood right now. <laughs> it's a beautiful cologne. I approve. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> it's not my favorite. It's not some of the people in my house. My fa their favorite. <laughs> Don't miss it someday. <laughs> um. We, st we we had talked a little bit earlier about about your audience, about what you want versus what you want your audience to want. Who in your mind is your audience? Or do you think in those terms? The hope is that I reach everyone. But the reality, I think, resides in the fact that I think that's possible. But I know a lot of people are more drawn to the art world and people who are creative when they themselves are looking for something or maybe they're a little bit broken and they're finding that commonality in someone else. So, I think, yeah, I think it's more of one of those things where Maybe I'm here to lead people in a way. I don't know how to explain that. That sounds weird and sounds very, like, I'm better. No. It's not. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I think we're all put on this world for a reason, and I think mine was to do creativity. So I think, ultimately, what I would like is for people who feel lost and feel alone to find a friend in my work. That's lovely. Absolutely lovely. And I think that kind of that statement attests to what kind of artist you really are, because you are genuinely you you put your heart and your soul out there, but through these mediums, these weird, wonderful, eclectic <laughs> mediums. Weird is right. <laughs> well, I, I'm with you. <laughs> yes. No, that's I appreciate that because 
I don't know. That's what I want to leave as an impact. If I can meet somebody and that's what they take away from meeting me within, you know, five minutes, then I've done my job. Well, you've got me converted. Oh, this, this little conversation has been, uh, it's made me think, makes me feel good, and yeah, uh, we're not alone. <laughs> I'm not alone, so thank you very much for this. Um, uh, I got a couple questions. It's kind of like my end of the interview kind of James Lipton speed round. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm ready. Okay. Bring it on. 50 questions. Here we go. Uh, like four, but <laughs> oh. they tend to turn into weird shit. Um, <laughs> what about your artwork turns you on? Um, ooh, that is an interesting one. And um, I worded that very specifically. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, it's I, it, it's the theme of this conversation is the juxtaposition and the difference. Because, like, I know that I like to meld a lot of things with, like, dark with light. Um, and finding, I guess, in a way, the darkness and the light and then the light and the darkness. So being able to do that is really appealing to me because I don't know of many people other than Tim Burton that do that and Van Gogh and Frida Kahlo. Um, and pink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think most yeah. of your, I think most of your heroes. Kurt Cobain. <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, uh, I just thought of this. It's uh, kind of a backup question. Um, I don't know about you, but I have a hard time coming up with new ideas for new projects. Mm -hmm. But it usually takes the clashing of two ideas yes. that seem just horribly mm -hmm. uh, not related to each other for them to just bump heads before something comes to fruition. Is that same the yeah. kind of the same thing you're talking oh, about yeah. in terms of oh, yeah. dark and light and the juxtaposition kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, to go to the podcast conversation with Quest Fest that I do for one of my characters, she happens to be like, well, two of them, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. One of them, Fatia, she is a Viking bard, and those are very opposite. Like, a Viking is, you know... <laughs> Angry, yeah, not you think singing, the, and the fighter barbarian type, but you would think, but it's not. <laughs> um, and like Ren, who is my f well, spoilers, um, is a fairy, but uh, she is a fighter, so she's like two foot tall, but has like a six foot tall warhammer that she walks around with. So, like, <laughs> you know, it just leads into that whole thing where it's just it's obvious that those two things are like they shouldn't work, but they do. But they do. That's great. That is great. What about your artwork turns you off? I think it's a typical answer whenever something in your brain doesn't actually turn out the way you wanted it to. Because yeah, I sometimes have like a mental picture of how I want it to be. And when it doesn't, it's very frustrating. Really? Um, I mean... Are you that kind of perfectionist? <sighs> <laughs> yeah um i'd say that's also my biggest flaw is like as an artist you shouldn't be a perfectionist i don't think to a degree because you should just see that your art in itself can be wrong quote unquote but it's right for a different person and that's kind of what i had to swallow because like there's <laughs> one painting that I did once and my mom adored it and it hangs up in her house and I was not done with it and I didn't like it very much and she's like I want it 
because I was like, I'm just going to throw it away. And she's like, no, I love this and I want it. And she like has it displayed. So it's constantly like right there. And I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) this is wrong and this is wrong. And I want to do this instead. But yeah, I think that's what it is, is probably that. Or like, oddly enough, how much materials cost sometimes turns me off from my work too. Oh yeah. The money aspect always turns me off. Um, Are you... Are you one of these artists who see nothing is ever finished? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's bad. Like, I'll look at stuff years later after I've done it, and I think it's like, I'll step away from something and be like, that's done. And then, like, I'll look at it years later, and I'll be like, that's wrong, and I need to change it, but it's already finished. <laughs> it's already under glass on somebody's wall. Literally. <laughs> I've Like, I've seen my artwork because I've, give some of mine away to like friends for presents and stuff like that and they'll have it up and I'll just be like can I nope can't get that back I'm just gonna do a different one and give it to you again and then maybe you'll put that one up instead yes maybe no okay trade me yeah just like here's the upgrade graded that was 18 year old Ryan this is now Ryan yeah I love how you keep interjecting that it's so great Um, what other art form that you have not tried that you think you would like to? Well, the charcoal one that I mentioned is definitely, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. I I had a weird feeling today whenever I bought that. I was like, that's going to be a thing that is discussed. I have a feeling. Um, (laughs) I, there was another one that popped into my head recently. Ah, yes. Uh, glass blowing. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Why? It's so pretty <laughs> and it's fire and it's complicated and it's messy and it falls. It, the perfectionist part of me is like, don't do it because it'll break and you'll cry. But like, I think that might break that for me. And I always try to challenge okay. myself about being okay with messy and wrong because like it's a challenge to do and since i'm trying to challenge my quote-unquote audience to see things in a different way or whatever change how they think of things how is that not being you know like hypocritical if i myself can't do it like i have to be an example (laughs) so um i think that's part of it and it's just like i watched um i can't remember the name of the show right now but there's one on netflix blown away there it is. Oh, right, right. The glass competition. Yeah. And I just watch it all the time and I'm obsessed. <laughs> and I just, I want to do it. And I've heard it's really hard and I'm just like, bring it on. Bring the challenge. Yeah. I, I, I watch people blow glass and sculpt glass and it's like, I don't know if I could physically have the strength to do it. I you think- know, I'm getting older in this world, but that looks. Like a young man's game. It really does. There are varying ages, though. If you Have you watched Bloom Away? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are some people that... Yeah, I know. I, but it's just... Not your thing. It's it's an amazing medium. Yeah. I love to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you for wanting to try it. I think that's also the challenge of it is like that it's laborsome, too, yeah. in a way. Well, I, it looks like such a radically different skill set. Yeah. For to apply to an artwork, so right. I think maybe like, that's your challenge. It's truly putting yourself in your work. Yeah, <laughs> blood, sweat, tears, maybe and your whole body breaking. Two ounces of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, there's a burn on my hey, face now! Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Permanently marked by my art. 
Is there any kind of art form that you know you would never want to try? Mm, I honestly, so far, have not... Well, I don't want to eat fire, and I consider that to be an art form. I don't think I would do that. Otherwise, I kind of bring it on. Like, I just... I like being able to say I can do this, that, and the other. Yeah. And have that on my list. And that just, though, I'm like, oh, I like singing. And I would rather not ruin my singing voice with fire. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you actually swallow it. (laughs) Wrong way. You never know. (laughs) Like the training to get up to it, you never know what will happen. Okay, true. So I don't think you do either. And I appreciate the humor of it. But like, I just know myself. And like lately, I've been more accident prone. And I just, (laughs) no. Where are your eyebrows? <laughs> I used to have them. Now I have to get them tattooed on. Um, they're they're more equal now. <laughs> Don't have to worry so much. <laughs> Absolutely. I always love asking that question to folks like yourself who dabble in everything. Because the answer is always this long dead pause mm-hmm. and this one tiny random little thing. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad I I do belong. I did the right oh, thing. Oh, you're totally one of us. <sighs> I always wonder, because I only know a few people in my life that are full dabblers as well. So I'm always just like, okay, there's three of us at least, but... No, uh, I actually... There was somebody else on the podcast a few weeks ago, and she is a life coach for what she calls multi-passionate artists. Neat. And you fall squarely in that category. Yes. And it's the idea that you're passionate about so many different things that some folks find it so difficult to focus on one yeah yeah and these are the same people who want to make a living as an artist and who can't help Mm -hmm. but participate in the arts Mm -hmm. but finding one that will help sustain them (laughs) is tough yeah like my mom would always say that she was and it's she would sit there and be like you're good at all of these things but there's not one thing that you're like an expert at right and i was like one day i just was like it's just creativity that's the expert level i guess at this point and that and that's what uh this lady says Mm -hmm. you know it's it's not it's not that you have to be great at one of them Yeah. yeah it's just a matter that your sheer passion and your sheer joy and sheer creativity, sooner or later, you know, one of them will get off the ground mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe make you money, but mm-hmm. that's not the point. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we all know as artists that we don't really go into the artist realm for a profession if we want to make money. Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, I mean, I know how to make money with yeah. art, but... It's not easy. It's not easy, not always fun, but, you know... Um, do you have any advice to give to aspiring artists? Don't give up, even though people may tell you to, no matter what. Thank you. (laughs) Um, never, never think that somebody's opinion of your art, to be perfectly blunt, actually matters because somebody else will see it and they see the value in it. And just because there's one no doesn't mean there won't be a yes. Um... Or, like, also don't compare yourself to, like, other people and don't compare yourself to your friends. Um, like, I grew up with six best friends and we all were different avenues and most of them were nurses and teachers and 
people sat there and were like congratulating them on their shows and stuff. And they're like, what are you going to do? And I was like, an actor. And they're like, oh. And I was like, <laughs> no, that's just as beneficial. Yeah. So don't don't let your candle or your light be blown out by somebody else's lack of understanding. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last question. Where can we see and or hear some of your art? Well, you could go to Quest Fest. Quest Fest. Pod. Um, we're pretty great there. And listen to my amazing, talented friends. Um, it is a lot of fun. I've listened to several episodes. It's a hoot. It's, it's so best. much fun. Our latest episode, 16, if you have. I haven't heard it yet, no. We're <sighs> in for a treat. <laughs> it's so good. We're all so proud of it. Um... That's where that is. I'm going to be at Cotagrim and doing War of the Worlds, which is coming up in October. So oh, fantastic. That will be a thing. Um, I'm looking to put some artwork up somewhere. I did that for a little while um, in Chicago, but I haven't found the right avenue for that yet here since I've only been here for a couple months now. Anything online or oh, any yeah. links? Yeah, Instagram. Um, I have my own personal name, which is like Randy, Ryan Danielle Fleming. That people can come look at. There's normal pictures, but there's also like art and random stuff because I just gave up on trying to do a professional art account because it just is too much. <laughs> um, and then under Quest Fest Pod for TikTok, I do the dice making, oh, so okay. you can see the dice there. Um, at Quest Fest, you said Quest Fest Pod. Mm -hmm. Okay. Most of the stuff that we have for Quest Fest is under Quest Fest Pod because Quest Fest in general has been taken. <laughs> Um, Fair enough. For right now, that's pretty much it. There's okay. also Facebook. You can also find okay. me on there. I don't mind all the friend requests. I'll okay. take them. Do you mind if I put these links in yeah. the go for it in the descriptors? Whatever you would like to do, I'm down for. I awesome. trust you. <laughs> uh, I can't thank you enough for coming out and talking with me. This has been marvelous. I Absolutely really enjoyed it too. Marvelous. Yeah, me too. Thank you very much. <laughs>